Buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Time now for Rocky Jordan, brought to you today by Del Monte Tomato Products. Far from the mosque Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Cafe Tambourine run by Rocky Jordan. The Cafe Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against the backdrop of antiquity. Del Monte presents Rocky Jordan and this week's story, Adventure with Andrea. reading about the earthquake in Ecuador that broke the first week in August. It was a big one. Killed a few thousand people and buried a couple of cities. Yeah, it was big, all right. I even felt the reverberations in Cairo, 8,000 miles away. It started the night I'd left Chris, my bartender, in charge of the tambourine because I had some business across town. When I got back about two and looked in the front door, I saw there was trouble inside. My bartender, Chris, was swinging from the ground at a big guy who was taking it all and delivering in turn. They moved from the side of the cafe to the center, turning over a table and chair. And when the bottles began to break, I figured it was time to put a stop to it. So I moved in, but not before Chris buried his fist in the big guy's stomach and he fell face down on a large suitcase. I guess I'm a little late. Oh, hi, Rock. What happened? I don't know. This guy moved in with his suitcase. Started up the stairs to your room. I said it was private, but he wouldn't take no. Who is he? Toby Barker's the name. Toby? Hiya, Rock. Oh, you know him, Rock? Yeah, surely knows me. Port Said, Algiers, Istanbul. Remember, Rock? I remember the one you left Cairo. You took my cash register with you. Yeah? Oh, that, yeah. What are you doing back here? Now, I'll tell you all about it, Rock, but let's go upstairs so I can clean up, huh? Toby wrapped a big paw around the handle of his suitcase, and we went up to my room. He washed up, came back into the bedroom, and flopped on the bed. That's when the conversation started again. Ah, it's good to see you again, pal. Been a long time, huh? Three years, four years? Something like that. Miss me? Not much. Yeah. Still sore about me picking up that loose change in your register? Six hundred dollars. It's not the money so much. I just don't like a guy with glue on his fingerprints. Well, Rock, that's why I'm back. To make amends. Six hundred dollars? Okay, six hundred it is. Uh, I'm a little short right now. Oh, yeah, sure. But, uh, here's two hundred on account. I'll give you the other four in a couple of days. Yes, sir, I'm a new man, Rocky. Turned over that leaf everybody talks about. Hey, see that suitcase there? Can't miss it. Mm-hmm. Samples. I'm a salesman. Kitchen utensils, can opener, strainers, potato scraper. Bring modern mechanics to the oppressed housewife in the Middle East. Why, they'll welcome me here with open arms. A new Caesar conquering Egypt with aluminum. You haven't lost any of your wind. <laughs> uh, it's uh, going to be fun bunking with you for a couple of days, Rocky. You staying here? Oh, you wouldn't have it any other way, pal. Oh, Rock. Yeah. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you... If you don't mention it around town that I'm back, I'd... That why you don't want a hotel? <laughs> you know how it is, sport. A couple of debts, some people carrying grudges for a long time, and, uh... Well, I'd just as soon it wasn't newsed around but Toby Barker's in Cairo. Hey, you can keep a secret. Huh, sport? 
Well, that's how it began. Part two started the next morning. About nine o'clock, I noticed a kid, 14 or 15, standing across the street, bouncing a ball up against a wall. At 11, he was still there, but his arm was tired, and he was just sitting on the curb. One o'clock, he was bouncing the ball again, but I could see his heart wasn't in it. What he was really doing was a watch job on the tambourine. Three o'clock, the kid was still there watching, and I was getting pretty curious. I moved out to talk to him, but when he saw me coming, he started to run. I took out after him. Hey! Hey, kid! Slow down! I'm not going to hurt you. I just want to talk to you. He kept on running down the Sharia Hakkar with me after him. But on the corner, he ran into a fat lady carrying a basket of groceries. The kid in a bag of Brussels sprouts rolled on the sidewalk. Two seconds later, the fat lady was picking up her Brussels sprouts, and I was picking up the kid. Why does the boy not watch where he is going? Why doesn't that look before he runs into innocent people carrying Brussels sprouts? All right, kid, come on up on your feet. people, the way they raise their children. They raise them to knock over innocent people in the street carrying Brussels sprouts. Uh, he apologizes. Come on, kid, step to the side here. I want to talk to you. Sweat the mate. All right, settle down. Déjame ir. No le hice nada. Solamente estaba aquí afuera atendiendo mis propios negocios. Huh? Suéltame, le dije. Now try speaking English. English, English. Pero, señor, no hablo inglés. No lo hablo. Then try speaking Arabic. Por favor, señor, no lo comprendo. Suéltame, por favor. You were watching my tambourine. Why? Por qué, kid? What's going on? No sé de qué hablo. Le dije que estaba atendiendo mis negocios. Suéltame, señor. Suéltame. All the kid could speak or would was Spanish. But when someone cases my place for a full day, I could figure something was up and I wanted to know just what. So I let the kid go, figuring to follow him. He wound me through a couple of streets and ended up at a small hotel called The Dynasty. He disappeared into room 212. A few seconds later, I knocked on the door. Open the door and you'll find out. Oh. Come in, Senor Jordan. We met? No, Senor, but I know of you. He's all right. Come in. Este es el hombre, ma. Yo sé, Kiko. Haga el favor de dejarnos ahora, huh? Yes. My brother, Kiko. He's sick. Broadway's My Beat. Stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover, with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia and Jack Crucian as Mungovan. The program is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis, with musical score composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. In tonight's story, Mary Jean Quast was heard as Bibi, Tony Barrett as Joey, Gigi Pearson as Mrs. Morey, and High Everback as Herb. Bill Anders speaking. Later tonight, CBS Radio's Gangbusters brings you an authentic story of diamond smuggling and operations that started on the Belgian Diamond Mart paused briefly in Canada, and reached a surprising and lethal wind-up in New York City. Remember, tonight and every Saturday night, the program that brings you exciting mysteries of real life brings you your latest gangbusters adventures on most of these same stations. And remember, for thrilling dramas of escape, listen Sunday night to the CBS Radio Network.
Broadway's my beat. From Times Square to Columbus Circle. The gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway's my... This friend of yours, a woman? A woman? From Ecuador, named Andrea Rios. Andrea Rios? What'd you find out about her? Things get out. Yeah? Got a cigarette? Yeah. Is she the friend you're waiting for? No. What have you got to say about her? Oh, nothing, Rock. Just some dame, you know how it is. Met her in Ecuador, in a little whirl. A little hard to shake, that's all. You know how it is with women's sport. I know if they're chasing a man, they don't bring along their little brother. Oh? He's here too, huh? That's right. And she's got another little companion that spits lead. Yeah. She's the impetuous type. What is it, Toby? I told you, Rock. Just the little boy meets girl stuff. Nothing important. You're lying. No, Rock. No, really. Hey, look. Look, now, just forget about it, huh? I'll be out of your place in the Listen, morning. Listen, Toby, I'm not in the market for trouble. I run a restaurant here. I got a pretty good rep, and I don't want it messed up. Now, if you've got a thing on with that girl, take it someplace else. But, pal, if you don't... Come in. The bartender says that I would... Oh, Mr. Barker. Yes, say, uh, come in, in, Shima. I've been waiting for you. I am most sorry, Mr. Barker. The traffic kept me. Hashim Bay, Mr. Jordan. Oh, most delighted, Jordan Bay. I have heard of you. Most of Cairo has. How do you do? Mr. Barker, I have little time. My client leaves the city soon. He's most anxious we consummate our dealings promptly. Oh, sure, Hashim. Uh, Rock, uh, you mind uh, stepping outside? You want me to leave my own office? <laughs> you don't mind, do you, Rock? For a pal? Uh, all right. Make it fast. I stepped out of my own office and Toby tripped the lock behind me. It was pretty clear that Toby was using my place for a rendezvous with Hashim, and I wanted to know what it was all about. I pressed my ear up against the door, but what I heard was something I didn't expect. I waited a moment until it sounded safe, then unlocked the door and moved inside. Both Toby and Hashim were hugging the floor, still very much alive. The bullets had come from outside. I moved to the shattered window and looked out. Scampering down the street was a long-legged dame with a flock of black hair. She was stuffing something back into her purse, and it figured to be the gun... And when she went by a lamppost, I saw who she was. Andrea Rios, late of Ambato, Ecuador. Del Monte Foods is presenting tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. If we should just happen to sneak over to the Joneses for a minute, I bet we'd find Mrs. Jones and her friend Betty talking in the kitchen. Honestly, Betty, I've never seen anything like it. Why, the way Ken polished up his plate was a caution. Oh, that's wonderful. And you can surely thank your lucky stars for the magic combination, so to speak. <laughs> well, I'll agree with you on the magic part. The magic of Del Monte ketchup. I've never tasted such marvelous flavor. Really, Mary, you should try that more often. Why, Ken... <laughs> that must have been quite a meal Mrs. Jones fixed. And ladies... Chances are you'll find the family asking for more and bigger helpings, too, when you serve Del Monte catsup. That tangy, rich tomato flavor really perks up low-cost foods, gives them a zestful flavor that satisfies those hearty appetites. 
Yes, Del Monte catsup has a distinctive flavor all its own, a flavor you'll like. So next time you make up the shopping list, include Del Monte catsup. It won't be long before you'll join Mrs. Jones in saying... Del Monte catsup is wonderful. I've never tasted such marvelous flavor. And now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's Rocky Jordan story, Adventure with Andrea. Well, I watched Andrea around the corner. When I turned back from the window, Hashim Bey had already picked himself up and was scampering out of my place. And Toby Barker was dusting off his suit, quite relieved that the bullets landed in my wall. I decided I wanted more words with a South American bombshell who was turning my office into a skeet shoot. I caught up with her back at her hotel room, and I don't think I was too gentle as I snatched her purse away from her and opened it. What are you doing? I'm a gun collector, lady, and I want yours. I've got it. Uh Uh-huh. Three bullets fired, and they're all on my wall. I missed. I'm a little touchy about guns going off in my place. I told you. I told you, I told you, I told you. Get that man out from under your roof. Maybe I don't want her. Maybe he's a friend of mine. I don't like being told what to do with my friends. What are you screaming about? I miss. Listen, Miss Ecuador, maybe you don't understand. We got laws in Cairo. Assault with a deadly weapon, intent to kill. And we got jails, too. And they got plenty of room. Do not just stand there. Call the police. Maybe I will. Call them, call them, call them. What do I care? All right. Go ahead. What are you waiting for? Get me Captain Sam Sabaya, Cairo police. Call them, call them, call them. It doesn't matter now, I miss. I talked to Sam, and he said he'd be right down. Then I hung up and turned back to look at Andrea. She had slumped down on the couch and was beginning to cry. Ah, some dames can turn it on like a water faucet and use it to get things their own way. But this was different. This was real. At least it looked like it. It wasn't a loud cry. It was soft, but tight, like it was bound up in ropes. And it was a deep cry. It made a fellow wonder. After a while, she came out of it. Senor Jordan? Yeah. What are the James like? You won't be fond of it. I did not suppose I would. Do you uh, have anything you want to tell me? There's much I could say. I'm a good listener. But to what avail, Senor Jordan? I have tried to kill a man. I have followed him halfway around the world with one purpose. There's a reason. Reason. But his reason for one person is not always for another. Try me. I'm living in Amato, in Ecuador. My father is a most revered and wonderful man. He's the proprietor of a fine art shop containing beautiful and expensive relics of early Ecuadorian culture. Then I bring to live with us a man whom I love and have married. He's a man who my father considers a spoiler he does not approve. But he bends to the wish of his daughter, whom he loves very much. The new husband is dead. As time goes, I hear that my husband is disreputable. I refuse to believe. But then the moment comes when I can no longer shut my eyes to what is about me. It comes when the earthquake comes to Ecuador. The buildings of Mabato are shattered. The people are buried in the rubble. Children scream for their mothers and misery is all over. It is then 
as the buildings quiver and the stones fall that in front of my eyes, unaware I am there, my husband kills my father with a blow on the head. Still, and then disappears. The law can do nothing. First it is troubled by the misery of the earthquake. Then it sees no proof. As far as it is concerned, my father was killed by falling rubble. But the daughter knows differently. The daughter saw, and yet she has no proof. Now the burden of justice lies with her. That's yeah, a lot of story. How do I know it's true? You do not. Well, what's your plan now, Andrea? It depends most strongly upon the words you utter to Captain Sabaya. Yeah. But in fairness, I must say to you, though justice has failed once, it may still be attempted again. <laughs> yes? Captain Sam Sabaya of the Cairo Police. Oh, come in, Sam. You called me, Jordan? Yeah. I came as promptly as I could. Well, what do you wish of me? Uh, Sam. Yes, I'm waiting, Jordan. Andrea, will you do one thing for me? Perhaps. Don't do anything for a couple of hours. Give me a chance to think a little bit. I have waited so long. I can wait a little longer. Jordan, would you come? Come on, Sam. Uh, outside. I'll see you soon, Andrea. Jordan, I'm a most busy man. I, I receive an urgent telephone call from you requesting me to arrive as promptly as possible at room 212 of the Dynasty Hotel. Yeah, I know, sir. This I do. When I arrive, I find you and a beautiful woman alone in a room, the atmosphere most dense. I know, Sam. I see that you are disturbed, that the lady has been crying, that a gun lies on the bed. And when I ask of you the trouble, you tell me nothing. I'm sorry, Sam. Later, I'll tell you all. Jordan... Beware that you are not carrying too much upon your shoulders. Beware that you are not making decisions which are beyond your province. Yes, Sam. I'll watch it. I left Sam and went back to the tambourine, trying to figure all the while if what Andrea had told me was true. I went up to my room. Toby wasn't there, but Chris was. Oh, hi, Rock. Just picking up a few of Toby's empty bottles. Hey, what's the matter? You look like you've been through an egg beater. Where's Toby? He left a few minutes ago. He had a phone call. Said he'd be back soon. Uh-huh. What are you looking for? A suitcase. Did he take it with him? No, it's over there behind the couch. Uh, I'll take a look inside. He said there's nothing in it but his samples. Kitchen equipment. Well, let's find out, huh? Now, that's kitchen stuff, Rocky. Orange squeezer, knives. Mm. Let's look at the bottom layer. What is it, Rocky? Looks sort of odd, doesn't it? It's filigree. Gold, silver, or platinum. They're Ecuadorian ornaments of some sort and pretty expensive. I don't get it, Rock. What's it mean? It means part of her story's true, anyway. Whose story? I'll tell you about it later, Chris. Look, uh, Toby will be back pretty soon to sell this stuff to Hashim. You'll have to do something for me. I want to see a lady from Ecuador. I told Chris what I wanted him to do, then went back to the dynasty to find Andrea. The desk clerk said she'd gone across the street to get a sandwich. I found her munching on some deviled egg and sipping black coffee. You came back sooner than I expected. I got an answer sooner than I expected. What do you mean? I went through Toby Barker's suitcase. Oh. Gold and platinum filigree, eh? My father's. That's right. Worth quite a bit of money. 
$50,000 to $100,000, depending on the buyer. Yeah, but now Toby is trying to close the deal with an Egyptian named Hashim. Vincent, we leave the contract. I have not much time. Andrea. Yes? He'll tip his hand. Sooner or later, he'll tip his hand. Will he? I'm trying to tell you to lay away your gun. I know that. He's not worth it, Andrea. If he did what you said he did, he's still not worth your killing. You do not have to go on. My mind is made up. It has worked within me for so long that there is nothing for me to do but to kill him. Andrea. He is an evil man the law cannot touch. He killed my father. And that death is laid at my feet. Rocky, I have no other course but to do what I have planned. She sprung up out of the chair, pulled away from me, and moved out of the place fast. In a minute, she was lost in the crowd on the boulevard. And I found myself wanting to keep her from killing more than anything else. But it takes two to make a killing. The one with the intent and the victim. If one couldn't be stopped, maybe the pigeon could be removed. I figured I could beat her back to the tambourine, so I called a cab, told him to step on it. A little while later, he dropped me off just in time to see Hashim Bey scurry out of my place with Barker's sample case in his hand. He was moving toward a black sedan on the corner, I suppose, to his waiting client. But I was interested in Toby Barker. I found him in the kitchen, a roll of bills in his hand. Oh, hiya, Rock. I'm just going to leave this for you. The rest of the 600 I owe you. Old Hashim and I closed the deal. I turned over my uh, kitchen utensils to him, and he turned over his cash to me. You better start moving, Toby. Huh? I said you better start moving. I'm going. <laughs> What's the big hurry? Did Hashim open the suitcase before he took it? No, there wasn't much time. He had someone wait. What? You'd better move. For more reasons than one, pal. You're turning into a rabbit in a greyhound race. <laughs> what are you talking about? Andrea's on her way over here, and she's got a new clip for a gun. Oh? <laughs> Thanks, Rock. Thanks, pal, for warning me. I'm not thinking about you. Well, then... I don't I... want her to kill you, that's why. I don't think you're worth it. You don't want her to... Oh, no. Oh, well, there's one for you. <laughs> oh, that's rich, pal. The rock going soft from my wife. Now back door, Toby. Use it. <laughs> sure, sure, Rock. I'm going. Oh, hey, wait. What about your money? Forget it. I don't like the way you got it. Your debt's canceled. <laughs> Suit yourself. Go on now. Make it fast. There's a plane for Athens in 30 minutes. So long, soft touch. I'll use your 400 to have the... At the shot, Toby grabbed his stomach, and that's when the rest of them came. He toppled over in his face, and by the time he hit the ground, he was dead. I looked up the alley to see where the shots had come from. All I saw was a figure standing there with a gun in her hand, Andrea Rios. And it looked just like it was mission accomplished. <laughs> In just a moment, Rocky Jordan returns to conclude tonight's story. When you get right down to it, folks, the best cooking authorities are you homemakers. You ladies who, day in and day out, have to turn out appetizing meals and yet stay within the budget. That's quite a problem, as you know. Here's how one experienced homemaker, Mrs. J.H. Tandro of Oakland, California, solves the problem. She's a Del Monte enthusiast, been cooking for 24 years, and she said... I've solved the problem of meals with appetite appeal the easy way, with Del Monte tomato... ...spoon from which your assailant shot at you and the deceased Alan Harper, said footprints have been obliterated beyond recognition by the sands of time. That's a big ball. 
What else? The bullets extracted from you and the said deceased Mr. Harper have no similarity to any bullets, living or dead, that have been used in the commission of any previous murders or attacks. Jolly. Anything else? No, no, nothing, Danny, except that the funeral of the deceased Mr. Harper is taking place this afternoon at 2 o'clock in the Orwell Cemetery. Oh? Go tell the nurse I want my clothes to tag you. Danny, you got it in your mind to leave here? You can't do that. You are pale and wan and weak. I get my clothes to Taglia. I have to go to a funeral. Outside of Montauk, it began to rain. A misty drizzle that seemed suspended, melting the houses and movement and sky into a sodden blur. And it held. Later, when we'd gotten back into the city and Tartaglia let me off at Orwell Cemetery, the rain seemed to have let up some, but it was still there. The wet, the chill, the grayness. At the gate, a man answered my question by pointing to a small group of people gathered about a mound of newly turned earth. I waited. Then, when they moved away, when there was only one figure standing there, a woman, then I walked up to her. A woman with eyes closed against the shape of her son's final identity with the world. Mrs. Warren. Mrs. Warren, I didn't have a chance to tell you how sorry I am. You're... I'm Danny Clover, Mrs. Warren. We've met. I was at your home. Yes. Yes, I know you, Mr. Clover. You want to talk to me, don't you? There's no hurry. Consider it this way, Mr. Clover. Grief isn't a simple thing. It's made up of so much. The lost times and memories. So many. Later. And there's this, all mixed up with it. The only thing in my heart that I know the words for. Find out who killed my son. We'll do that. We'll do that, Mrs. Warren. You see, when he came home, when Alan came home from the Navy... Hashim Bay. Sergeant Greco and I have apprehended him. Even now, he is in the police car. He has said that he killed Barker because Barker had double-crossed him. Oh, uh, Jordan, of this suitcase, you recognize it? Sure, that's Toby Barker's sample case. It, it originally had the gold and platinum filigree in it. Originally, yes. That is what Hashim paid for, but what he got was... Well, observe. I shall open the suitcase. You see? The original contents, the filigree, had been removed. And it had been replaced truly with kitchen utensils. And all of them are stamped with the mark of the cafe tambourine. Jordan, would you please explain to me when you pull the switch? <laughs> Well, Chris had done what I had asked him to do. Remove the filigree and replace it with plain old utensils for my kitchen. I was trying to save the filigree for Andrea Rios because I knew Toby was getting ready to peddle it right away. I had no idea the switch would make Hashim throw bullets at Toby. But it did, and, well, that was that. I turned the filigree over to Sabaya, and after the inquiry, it would go back to Andrea Rios. That's about all, except that Andrea got her justice without putting her own foot in it. Later, Andrea and her brother Kiko went back to Ecuador. Well, who knows? Maybe someday I'll take a trip over there myself. For the finest in tomato flavor, enjoy the whole family of Del Monte tomato products. Del Monte catsup and chili sauce. Del Monte tomato sauce and canned tomatoes. And Del Monte tomato juice. Remember, buy wisely. Buy for flavor. Buy Del Monte. 
Del Monte, the brand you trust for flavor in so many good foods. Okay, okay, I said I'd bring her in. Yo, go right in. It's positively outrageous the way a citizen is treated around here. How long do you think you can keep a citizen waiting? After all, you're only a public servant. You could write a letter to a newspaper, Miss Walker. You see? You see how you treat us? The innocent victims of injustice, the downtrodden... I bleed for you, Miss Walker. Who could have done you an injustice? Give it a name. Jackie Logan. That's the name. That's the thing that did it to me. Jackie, what did she do? When you were at the Marbury Apartments, the apartments I preside over, I told you they were nothing if not respectable. Remember that? I remember. I remember a girl was murdered there, too. Hope Anderson, wasn't it? I'm like a mother to those girls. They have no secrets from me. I keep none from them. You're hurt because Jackie kept a secret from you? She's no good, that one. She's rotten and ungrateful. She knows more about Hope's murder than you'll ever find out. I wanted her to tell me about it, to talk it over like mother to daughter, so that we could both share it with, with you police. Thanks. And do you know what the snip did to me? She moved out, bag and baggage. And when I pleaded with her to come back, do you know what she did to me? You'll tell me anyway, won't you, Miss Walker? She slapped me and scratched my face. See? See? Look at this horrible scar. You've got to arrest